This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-US wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the curves from mile high The best part of the Hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend. Having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by The Green Solution. Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone, go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flower concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase, which is a pretty, uh, pretty good deal there. Speaking of pretty good... Zach, that is how I'm feeling about the way this game went last night. Ryan, you just told me some weird news. You said Broncos country's down right now. They're down in the dumps. Like they just got beat by the Seahawks in Super Bowl 48 or something. <laughs> it's it's interesting to see uh, all the tweets I'm seeing. A lot of the comments on here um, have a negative outlook on things. You've got Mike Kliss being Mike Kliss, you know, <laughs> getting after people, on, getting after Nikki on Twitter. There's just a vibe today where I'm like, man... <laughs> Really feels like a Monday after a loss. Ryan, I'm more encouraged than discouraged after that game. I'm it, it's the the team is trending up right now in my mind. After what we saw last week, which was <laughs> the snooziest of snooze fests, that was encouraging to me. Yeah. Um you saw Joe Flacco and the first team move the football. Um a 
uh, awesome run from Royce Freeman behind a nasty block from Dalton Reisner and Andy Janovich. Prayers up for Jano. That doesn't turn out as bad as it looked. Yeah. Uh, you never want to see a guy like grabbing his pec area just because those those injuries take a while to come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and ba- also McGovern was a part of that as well. So credit where it's due. Yep. Then you see the defense pitch a shutout. Now it was. Two series, but they gave up 40 yards and one first down in those series, and 27 of the 40 came on one play. Nothing else. And then I thought Drew Locke looked better. Like, I'm confused. I realize that the final score says the Broncos lose, and I think uh, one of the reasons people are cranky is because Paxton Lynch (laughs) tore up the uh, (laughs) third-team defense. But other than that, man, I I don't have much many negative things to say about the performance. Obviously, there were negatives. And we'll we'll touch on those, but I just, I, I I think people are getting too caught up in the twenty two to fourteen. Well, let's debunk because I think that's the route you're going to go. Let's debunk maybe one of the biggest narratives, negative narratives that we're going to hear out there today. And Ryan, a lot of people are upset that the first team offense going against the twos, Seattle was pretty much only primarily primarily playing their backups, only got a field goal. And a lot of people were upset about that. And I just think that's hogwash. I think that's absolutely crazy. The Broncos' first-team offense was one-for-one one on scoring drives. Yeah, and as much as I love him, uh, I put the three instead of seven uh, 100% on Rich Gangarello. Mm. Um, I just – I'd never get it when you are first and goal from – I'm going to say uh, eight plus. So first and goal from the eight, nine, or 10. I do not get running the ball. Uh, it's, it, to me, it puts you in a bad situation because if you have a, a bad run, which they did on first down, well, now you're second and goal from the seven or the six, and you're still behind pace. And then they ran it again. And from the gun, too. They weren't having their success running the ball from the gun to get them down there. It, it, I, I, it really gave me flashbacks of just the past few years of you get in the red zone and you just change who you are. I did not like that either. The only thing I could really think of is that Scangarello was trying to like fire them up like, we're going to run it. Go you know, punch them in the mouth. Right. Um, also, maybe the fact that they were using their first team offensive line versus – a mixture of, of starters and backups against the Seahawks. Maybe there's something there where he was like, we should just be able to run it over them. But I'm just, I don't know. I was very disappointed in that three play set. And honestly, um, Flacco probably should have thrown a touchdown to Cortland Sutton on that. That was a bad throw. Yeah. Uh, but he was also kind of off his back foot pressure in his face. If he just makes that throw, well, everyone's feeling amazing today. But even then, like I said, they moved the ball. If they had gone three and out, we'd be having a very different conversation. Nice big chunk play. Uh, Flacco was efficient. Three for four, 19 yards, nothing special. But to me, that was encouraging. We've seen the Broncos start nearly every game since Peyton left with three and outs. It was nice to not see that. And there was another three involved, and that was a field goal. And that's uh, – I'll take it. I'll take it every single week. If you If you tell me right now the Broncos will get a field goal on their first drive – every single week do you say no to that 
No way. No, you, no. you, you of course no, accept of, that. Of course not. And you know what? This was their very first drive as a unit. This was Joe Flacco's first time playing with all of these guys on a field. So I was encouraged by the by the starting offensive line in general. The wide receivers, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, neutral. But with the starting group, they didn't do anything. Running backs, extremely encouraged by Royce and Phillip. I mean, come on. Phil looks just as good as we could ever expect him to look. And Joe, he looked like what he's looked like all camp. Check down Joe. And you know what? That'll move the ball. That'll get field goals. That won't turn the ball over. That's what the Broncos have wanted with Trevor Simeon, with Mark Sanchez, with Case Keenum. And they didn't get it from any of those guys. So that's what they hope to get from Joe Flacco, and that's what he did. Real quick, that's another reason why you brought in Joe Flacco, because the threat of the deep ball opens up those it makes it so those flats are less crowded um case keenum could check it down with the best of them but since there's already so many people crowding that area there's not as much room to work with can we do you remember all three of flacco's completions no (laughs) I i remember the dump off to phil on a little screen yep for nine yards yep trying to piece together was there one to freeman as well I don't remember. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. Uh, obviously, oh, no, that was Kevin Hogan who completed one to Deshaun. Kind of a little throwback. Um, Sutton didn't have a catch, I don't think. He did not, no. Um, Fumagalli? Did he hit Fumagalli or something? Did he hit Fant? No, Fant was later. He had two more completions. I know. I want to know who there were two. Anyways, it was it was nothing. Freeman, right? Wasn't there a one yard pass to Freeman? I don't remember. I think it, there was a very short pass to Freeman. So then that means there's an eight yard pass that we're missing. I think it was Fant. There were no eight yard passes. Oh nope, it could have been Fant. Yep, Fant went for eight. I think Fant had a catch for eight. That adds there up. There we go. We pieced it together. <laughs> <laughs> so. You didn't get the wide receivers involved at all. Um, should have had a, a you know a seven yard touchdown pass to Sutton if he just keeps that ball in bounds, which it's always a pet peeve of mine. But I think from the first team offense, wait really quick. Do you think Cortland could have been off because the ball was kind of in the in the front corner of the end zone? Could it could it have been on Cortland? I don't, I don't know. Because initially, had a I agree. It. It, it looked like Flack. It, it was just a bad ball. But was did Cortland run a wrong route? Did he run two yards deep? Maybe. But I didn't think it was catchable regardless. Okay. So, with that behind us, I don't, I don't think you can have any complaints about the first-team defense. No. Nope. No Made complaints. it look fairly easy. Like I said, As there's a one twenty-seven yard play to Rash- uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad mm-hmm. Penny? Mm-hmm. How do you say his name? Penny, yeah. Penny. <laughs> so then, I guess let's move to Paxton Lynch. Mm, Paxton before Drew, huh? <laughs> we can go drew so my feelings with drew was he and his units which is important to remember units that he worked with was pretty much the complete opposite of the first team unit joe flacco was about as irrelevant as can be i mean it took us what, 30 seconds to figure out who his completions were to uh joe flacco was checked down joe drew lock was exciting he made he made the throws of the game from the Broncos. Uh, he was flashing. He had some down plays. He was on, he was uncomfortable at times. The offensive line was pretty terrible surrounding yep. him. 
Uh, receivers let him down left and right with drop balls. And the running backs did absolutely nothing for him. So it was the complete opposite of what the first team did. But Drew himself, I'm so encouraged after that. Now, he had early success where he looked great that first that first was it the second drive he had i think it was the first one where they the, put up the three. first one uh that pass to fumagalli that was wild that that's not just showing your talent that's like the best nfl throw you can make i want to hear what troy fumagalli thought about it <laughs> because it was actually pretty funny like it's like he had um Vel- Velcro on his hands. Yeah, it was and like a was, magnet. Right, and he was just like a moving target. <laughs> and Drew put it literally directly on the Velcro. He's turning his head. As he's turning his head, the ball hits his hands. It was an impressive catch. Yeah. To, to not know it's there and then just let it stick. Well, and it, and I think what a, um, a tight ends coach would tell you is that it was good technique to get his hands out before the ball right. was there so he didn't have to move them. And he just happened to put his hands in the perfect <laughs> spot. I mean, a little bit of luck is involved there. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of lock is involved yeah. <laughs> there. And, you know, with all the questions about his accuracy, and those still exist, mm-hmm. that's just the most accurate throw like I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. It's, it, <laughs> it, it was an incredible throw. And then later on that drive, he hits Nick Williams with a guy in his face on a boot. Uh, so just good poise there and then of course on fourth and one he takes the rpo for eight shows that different dimension that he brings i also had a uh, a mid-season moment there oh called it as soon as i saw them line up a shotgun mm. i was like ah, oh, they're going quarterback keeper mm. they really want to keep this drive alive <laughs> so you don't go quarterback keeper on the um on the zone read no unless you really want to uh really want to keep the drive alive <laughs> yep you know that's gonna. You are a hundred percent confident that that's gonna work. Yep. In the preseason. Yep. Against second and third teamers. Um, speaking of aggressive play calls in the preseason, hmm. what did you think? What did you make of Pete Carroll? Just like absolutely sending the arsenal at <laughs> Drew Locke. Classic Pete, right? I did not like that. I mean, again, I'm like. I, if it was the Broncos, I'd probably be saying like, "Well, Fun, you don't like aggressive. it, block it, you know, and <laughs> yeah. take advantage of it." Um, and I could be honest about that. But watching it, I was just like, "All right, we get it. The blitzes are working against this shoddy <laughs> offensive line." Like, you, I don't know. I, I felt it, it was a little over the top. I thought. Do you think Paxton asked him to do that? Hey. I looked really bad when I was at the Broncos. Can you make their new guy look really bad too? Do you remember that he went 14 of 15 once in a preseason game? Yep, he did, didn't he? And what did he go? He was like 12 for 12 out there in San Francisco during a practice. Uh, during He did have yep. a perfect game yep. in a practice. <laughs> so he did show. He had some flashes. So what do you think of Paxton? Oh, man. I, number I want number to, two. I want to give credit where it's due here. So, I will. He was certainly more comfortable than we've ever seen him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, it wasn't just that he was playing against guys who suck. He is in an offense now that is much more catered to his strengths, which I could. Uh, we didn't even really talk about that before the podcast, but that's obvious. Um, and 
he looked like a guy who knows what he's doing in the NFL, which is a big step forward for him. So I will give him credit for those things. And, and I might even argue that had the Broncos not tried to fit a square peg into a round hole by taking a kid out of Memphis who had called seven plays off a sideline board, had they put him in a spread offense similar to like what the Eagles are doing, you might have seen him have a better career in Denver. Yes. I think it benefited the Broncos in the long run that it too. absolutely blew up in flames because I still think a better career for Paxton is a below average starter. And then like we talk about, that lingers mm-hmm. for a lot longer. Totally. It's kind of a um weird luck. Right. That you didn't get caught up in a place where you had a guy who <laughs> yeah. could kind of play, but he wasn't dedicated enough. Eight and eight for every year. Yeah, that's not what you want. So weird. I I mean, most things in sports, it's weird. You would rather them boom or bust. Exactly. And he totally busted in Denver. So anyways, I also want to say it wasn't anything special. It's not as if he was throwing lasers down the field into tight windows. Like, go back and watch the tape and find me the toughest throw he made. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kept saying, like, wow, these guys are so open. <laughs> kept hitting some guy named, like, Jazz Stevenson or something. <laughs> and, dude, the guy didn't have anyone around him all night. So, if anything, it's a little concerning because you watched the second and third team defense absolutely dominate the Hawk, uh, the Falcons. And they certainly did not have as good of a night last night. But we're talking about, like, Lyndon Stevens and God, I don't even know who's playing linebacker out there. Future accountants. Yeah, exactly. So again, credit where it's due because he did he is better than he was last a year a year ago. Exactly. For sure. But put Chris Harris Jr. and Von Miller and Derek Wolf and and Kareem Jackson out on that field. And those windows aren't going to be so wide open. If you're if you're mad already today about how the game went, the twenty-two to fourteen, I don't know what you're mad about. But if you are, you may just want to skip forward for this for this next little take here. I'm happy for Paxton, and that's probably such an unpopular belief. Now, was I cheering for him? No, I wasn't cheering for him. But when he had success, when when he's chirping at the Broncos sideline with just the biggest smile on his face and like these red rosy cheeks of like he just can't hide his excitement and happiness I felt happy for the guy because you know what Ryan you put it in good perspective this isn't a guy that's that's going to come out this year with the Seahawks and show that he was a completely different person than than he was with the Broncos and he's not going to lead the Seahawks uh, on the field ever let alone to a winning record and just prove John Owen the Broncos completely wrong for dumping him and that you know they're not a family out in Denver and that's why he didn't succeed no he's at best case going to be a backup and after last night's performance would I be comfortable with him stepping into a game for me to uh, win a second half if it's tied at halftime and I need to come in? Absolutely not. No. So it, it, I, I'm done bashing on Paxton. And it, maybe it's because I don't know the last time I was with Paxton in terms of like, I believe in you. I, he, 
he didn't he never burned me because I never had his back. So good for him. He's he's not gonna like burn the Broncos in in real games and down the road though. Um, I want to add something. A lot of our commenters were talking about how much they wanted to see him get crushed. <laughs> yeah. and, like I understand why the fans have ill will towards Paxton. Yeah. You or I, like, I never had a bad experience with Paxton Lynch, the person. Right. He's actually, like, a nice guy. Yep. And I would have enjoyed playing video games and partying <laughs> with him. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> it's like, you know, there. I'm not going to get into who because someone will be mad. But, like, there are presidents where I'm like, that guy might not, might not agree with X, right. Y, or Z, but right. I would definitely get a beer with him. Right, right. You know? So... That's how I feel about Paxton. Like I would for sure get beers with Paxton. <laughs> uh, it's just he didn't have what it took to be a franchise quarterback. And here's what I'll say to the people that are so upset about how well Paxton played is, does it look better if you break up with a girl? If, if you just forget about her and move on? Or does it, does it look worse if, if you're still talking about her behind her back and to her friends and you see her get a new boyfriend and you're, you're stocking all his stuff and all of their stuff? That, that looks worse. Just, just let it go. You moved on. Be happy yourself. Go, go make love with Drew Locke. You know, <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what looks even worse? What? And this has happened. You break up with her. <laughs> and you just trash her. Mm. And you're telling everyone how terrible she is, uh, um, all the wrongs that she did to you, this, that, the other thing. And then you see them sparks fly somehow and you get back together, <laughs> a.k.a. Oh, Brock no. Osweiler. Do you remember? Yep. yep remember yep, everyone yep. thought it was all funny to call him Brent, <laughs> which never was funny. Uh, and... I mean, people wanted to just pile on the guy as uh -huh. much as they possibly could. Uh -huh. And then there was a really awkward moment when he, <laughs> when John Elway was like, oh, I buried the hatchet, so he's coming back. <laughs> now, I don't expect Paxton Lynch to ever come back to Denver. But honestly, I cannot say never. I cannot say never because I've seen the exact same thing happen. And by the way, it was Brock Osweiler who burned, who broke up with the Broncos. So that changes things a little bit. But that you would think it would be harder for him to come back. Paxton Lynch, the path for him back to Denver is is more is easier to see than it was for Brock Osweiler. I'm not I don't think Paxton is ever going to be a good backup just because of what it takes it takes the opposite of physical tools to be a good backup. But let's say he developed that. Wouldn't he be a good backup to Drew Locke? For like, sure. Like a fine one. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Again, not happening. But you're That'd right in something else. You're right in the sense that it's better to just break, break clean break. <laughs> you break up, you don't call, you don't text. You don't try to do the whole like we're going to be friends thing <laughs> and just let let Paxton go. I hope like, like I'm with you. When I saw him smiling ear to ear, I'm like, "Oh man, he never got to do that here." Yep. No. He like did a touchdown dance. I'm like, "I don't yep. think I ever saw him do a touchdown <laughs> yeah. dance." And John Elway let him know that before the game. He was asked, you know, to respond to Paxton's comments, and he said, when you don't have success, it's not fun. You better credit Broncos <laughs> insider for Nine News, Mike Kliss, for that. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back.
John Elway, I, I might add, John Elway told that directly to Broncos insider Mike <laughs> Cliss of 9newskusa and 9news.com. Um, <laughs> I just... Find him at Mike Cliss on Twitter. <laughs> I liked what John said. It was real. Yeah. Now, it was a little petty. Yep. But, <laughs> but come on. Did you expect anything no. else? He says... <laughs> yeah. He basically... To put this in layman, like the most, if you boil this down to the yep. most simplest, simple of terms, he basically said like, yeah, football isn't that fun when you suck. <laughs> and you sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't suck anymore. <laughs> and it's true. Like who, where has there ever been a guy who was terrible that the fans just loved? No, no. As a first round quarterback? As a anything. Especially a first round quarterback. I mean, obviously you have it. like the Scott, the Kyle Sloters of the world, but Kyle Sloter wasn't terrible. No, he was just good against bad players. He would have been terrible if he was first string. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if if he had to start a game, right. And remember, that's like what was like John's reason for cutting him. <laughs> We're protecting him because oh yeah, that was Paxton was injured. Yeah. Trevor was the starter, yeah. and they had to bring in Brock. Their other option would have been having Kyle be the backup to Trevor, and he's like, yeah, you know. We don't we don't want to put him in a situation where Ky- where Trevor sprains his ankle, touch wood, and then he has to play in week one. Could you imagine being in a job, being there for six months, and it's kind of the time when when you're supposed to get promoted, get that get that new spot, and they say, you know what, we're gonna fire you, but it's because we're protecting you. We don't <laughs> want you to have to do anything that's too hard. <laughs> AKA, we don't think you're that good. We don't want you to have to do your job. <laughs> so you're saying I'm bad? No, what, it's more me than you. It's more me than you. What's crazy is that Kyle Slaughter has gone on to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no? Okay. All due respect. <laughs> so, preseason fantasy. Oh, you texted me last night. Was it after the game? Yeah. It was after the game. And you said, I feel like this fantasy game is going to be close. And you know what? It was as close as it can get. But I have a question for you before we dump, jump in. What did we figure out last week that sacks don't count? Sacks don't count. We never talked about special teams. All right, do you get points from special teams? What could you get points for? Returning. No, only if it's a touchdown. Okay, so then you would get six just for future reference. Yes, you would get six for a, a return touchdown. And no yards or anything. No, one time I did that, and it really messed up the points. Yeah, no, that, that, and I didn't think we were. I just, I did the scoring, so if, if we needed to add that. Who was your highest scoring player? Had to be Devontae Jackson. Yep. What about your second highest? I'm guessing Jawan Winfrey, because he had the two-point conversion, which was worth two points. So you and I were very similar in our team's build. Devontae Jackson had half of your team's points. Drew Locke Drew Lock. had way more than half of my. Drew Locke had 75% of my team's points. Wow. So we were both top heavy. You finished with 19.46 points. I finished with 21.1 points. Wow. I really thought I won. How, who else scored points for you? Oh, so Royce Drew Locke, how many points did Drew Locke score? 14.3. Wow. Yeah. Good touchdown and a two point conversion. I really got screwed over by not having the first pick yep <laughs> yeah. because 
Oh, the other two guys played a series. Yep. Yep. You could have had Paxton. Well, no, you couldn't have, but if we threw him in there, wow. he probably had a ton of points. Uh, so you had Flacco had 0.7 points. Devontae Booker had 0.7 points. Jackson had 9.6. Wait, how many points did you give Drew for the touchdown? Six. Standard ESPN scoring is four. No way. Four for a passing touchdown. No way. Yep. You can look it up. No, I looked I looked it up today. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Unless it's changed. Four. ESPN fantasy, fantasy standard scoring. <laughs> this would be bad. Let's see. Here we go. I'm pulling it up right here. Oh, my God. Four per passing touchdown. What leagues do you play in? I just went with the e- I was trying to make things easy on you oh, by just going with the no. ESPN standard scoring. I'm always an NFL.com type of guy. I go, I go straight to the source, Ryan. NFL.com, every time I use it, I get a rainbow wheel on my computer. So then this would mean that you won. By what point? By, I would have 19.1 points. Sorry to do that to you. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, the water test. A little bit of drama there. Had to, be, had to get the ombudsman. So you won by 0.3. I'll take it, baby. Wow. Wow. Oh, that feels wrong. That feels wrong. How do you not how do you not get six points for a touchdown? What type of league is this? Just it's just that I, I think the idea is that passing touchdowns are by far the most common touchdown. So then receiving touchdowns should be point should be four. No, they're six. Should be four though. Why? Because if, if you said passing touchdowns are the mo- by far uh-huh. the most common. I mean a, a receiving touchdown is the same as a passing but touchdown. But the the passing touchdowns all always go to one guy. But how much is a touchdown? Stupid, stupid! I tell you, <laughs> take it up, take it up with the uh, uh, the good folks at ESPN. No, I'll just I'll just avoid the mothership. I'll just stick with my NFL.com. All right. <laughs> I think our league is six, which I prefer. But well, well, then what are we doing? If our league is six, you prefer six? Uh, just crown me. <laughs> I can only go by what we decided in the beginning of this. It's not like I'm changing the rules oh. now. It's not as if I said at the beginning, we're, oh, we're going with the MFL official rules. Who knew that ESPN was just so wrong on this? I don't know. Four points per passing touchdown? That's why uh, all the like ESPN drafts all have running backs and wide receivers go away before quarterbacks. Yeah, because they're wrong. They're wrong. So you got the win. I'll take it. You got the win. I don't, I don't have to go back and correct last week's because... That wasn't gonna. That wasn't gonna be changed. What was the final score of last week? It's like twenty-four to nine. Ugh. Yeah, my team was so bad last week. At least I like. I feel good about how my team performed this week, even if we lost. You had every single player on your team scored points. See, yeah, I kept being. I'm like, oh, I have Devontae Booker. Like, if, I have a. If I speaking of ooh, rough game for him. Very rough game for him. You would have lost if we included special teams in this. By the way. Oh, because of the f- <laughs> wait. Why? Fumbles wouldn't have counted just because I had more special teams points. Oh. But from who? I didn't think we were including special teams. Wait, were you counting like each 10 yards of a return worth 25. one point? 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it goes like on quarterback scale. I'm okay with not doing special teams. Yeah, I don't know. Who would have gotten you points from returns? Uh, Kalfani. Mm. 
And bad game for him, too. Very bad game for him. I had two guys that put up zeros for me and one guy that put up negative points. Was Jawan Winfrey my second leading scorer? He was your fourth leading scorer. Oh. Nick Williams came in third at 2.4 points for On you. On one 24-yard catch. And Trinity Benson, the same oh, thing. Oh, I forgot I had Trinity. Yep, yep. That put you over the edge. So we're tied, 1-1. One, one. Also... Sorry to break this to you, but I'm pretty sure if the Seahawks had a challenge left, Trinity Benson's catch would not have counted. Mm. Yeah, that does hurt. That was another great throw from Drew. He had at least five really good throws. Yep. Um, that one, obviously the one to Fumagalli. It's not a great throw, but I give him credit for the flip off to Nick Williams. Um, the throw to Jawan Winfrey for the two-point conversion, In that was a three laser. Defender. Yep, yep. Impressive stuff. What didn't you like from Drew? Like, are there any things today where you're where you're saying, I need to keep that in mind. I need to hold it against Drew. Um, because to me, if I'm taking a step back and not getting caught up in you know individual plays, I think he did a fantastic job. Honestly, I saw a play where he was thinking too much uh, and ended in a sack. He or did it end in a sack? I can't remember. He very clearly had a path to run for a first down, and I saw his. I could feel him thinking, "It'll look better if I throw this." Mm-hmm. And he either got sacked or threw an incomplete pass. Because once he hear his head coach saying he needs to become a quarterback, yeah, he needs to become a quarterback, and so yeah, he he's still thinking, but right now. Who's the backup quarterback in week one? What does that Broncos quarterback room look like week one? Is it still the same? Because you're pretty pretty set on Hoagie last week. Things have changed. Mm. I'm still sticking by Kevin Hogan. I'm not. I think it's Drew. I think it's it's two guys, Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. I hope that. Um, Obviously, I have to take the L on being wrong, but that's just how I prefer to um, create a roster. I was shocked. I, I just have this thing in my head where they're just like, exactly what they said about Kyle Sloter. Right. Like, wow, we would be doing Drew a massive disservice if for some reason Joe Flacco has to come out in week one and he has to go play. I was shocked by Vic Fangio giving us a potential timeline for Drew earlier this week when saying, you know, he still needs to develop, he still needs to do this. Maybe it's in one week, maybe it's in two weeks, maybe it's in three weeks. That makes me think, oh, wow. That's much sooner. If he wouldn't have put those one, two, three weeks on, I would have been thinking months, honestly. Then I probably would be thinking Kevin Hogan. But Vic Fangio hopes or believes or wants to believe that this can be done soon. So I I do think he gets there. You know what I really want to see, which I think if anyone would do it, it would be Vic Fangio, but I don't think it will actually happen. What? Drew play with the ones in a game. Yep. And why would you not? I have no clue. Because you're taking reps away from Joe Situational Flacco? Situational football. If you're taking reps away from Joe Flacco, did you, how many drives were there yesterday where Joe Flacco wasn't on the field? Put him on the field. Yeah. So, that I mean, that can't be an excuse. Give me one more set with the ones from everyone but Joe Flacco. And you can say he's the veteran most guy. He needs it the least. Here's what you would have to happen then. You would have to have Drew be the solid backup at that point. And then what you're saying when you're doing that is saying, we just... We, we need Connor to snap him the ball in a real game. We, we need Drew to just see what it's like with the ones. Connor, oh, he got away with one. 
Yeah, he did. Kevin Hogan saved his saved his bacon. <laughs> yeah. That was high and outside. Yeah. And Hogan with the one-handed snag saved yeah. him. Yeah. Yikes. Um I just want to see Drew with a with a competent line in front of him. Yeah. He doesn't trust them and it's it's not it's not it's hard to watch. Because I can just feel his internal clock is going at an accelerated speed. And how good, I mean, how good could he have looked if he had some protection? And not just some protection, but remember, he's playing with new receivers every single play, new running backs, new offensive linemen. That is incredibly difficult. It's tough when like your, your left guard is switched out for someone else. When you have a different offensive line, when you have all new receivers, that is so hard. So that's why I give him a big break for that lull, lull in the middle. All right, well, before we uh, move on here, Breckenridge Brewery. It's damn good beers. Mm. And what day is today? Oh, it's Friday, mm. which means it's a Breck Brew Friday. No better time to drink Breckenridge beers however you like. May it be uh, on at the pool. May it be on the lake. May it be from a shoe. However you like to drink Breckenridge beers, do it tonight. Get some avalanche ale, some vanilla porter. Uh, maybe you want the agave wheat. It's a nice, it's got a nice little agave flavor to it. Check them out tonight. Strawberry Sky, my personal favorite. But the options are endless. And they're all, well, just damn good beers. If you're mad at how well Paxton played, and you think we're rubbish just blowing it off. Uh, you think the Broncos did terrible last night losing by eight. A Breckenridge Brew will help with that. If you, if you love the way the Broncos performed, you're optimistic. Let's ride, let's ride high into the weekend. Get that strawberry sky. Do it. All right, we'll be right back on the other side of a quick break. The Greg Mastriona Golf Courses at Highland Hills offer something for everyone. With a championship 18-hole golf course, the regulation 9-hole blue course, and two par threes, golfers of all skill levels will find exactly what they're looking for. There's a lot of opportunities for families to enjoy the game of golf together here. as We do have multiple courses, all different skill levels, so it's a great place to teach and develop really a good way for families to you know grow their skills and enjoy the game together that was alan brown he's the director of golf over at highland hills if you're busy at work all day don't worry at highland hills it's never too late to start a round of golf well highland hills has a fantastic pay for what you play program it is designed for the player to play after four o'clock or five o'clock in the evening and you check in you play as many holes as you can until dark and then you come to the pro shop and we give you a rain check for any holes you don't finish we also do a really fun event glow golf on our par three golf course one time a month 25 dollars no cart but we give you glow balls it's a fantastic way to have some fun with friends and get out and enjoy the nighttime and the summertime here in Colorado. To learn more and book a tea time, head over to GolfHighlandHills.com today or call them at 303-428-6526. All right, we're rolling along here on the BSN Broncos podcast and hopping into your questions, of which there are many. So let's get it started, Zach. There are many. Welcome to uh, post-game comments, Ryan. I got to say... Disappointed in my fantasy loss. Disappointed I let us down the scoring. Hey, you know what? Mistakes happen. <laughs> and I'll forgive you, especially since I won. Yeah, maybe we'll agree next week that four points is the stupidest thing for a touchdown. 
and we'll switch it. We'll see. But first one. I didn't make the rules. I just enforced them. Maybe these guys will help that knot in my stomach untangle. First one coming in from Count Flacula, who's a good one to help do that. He says, hey, gents, I was doing a... I was going to bite my tongue about the whole unavailability of Strawberry Sky here in my hometown, but... Where is that? Uh, is that Transylvania? Hey, that sounds right. That's a funny name. Which is funny because I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco is from Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Wow. Count. Is he? This is impressive. From Pennsylvania? Right. He went to Pitt. He like... When he said he was going home earlier... He went this to Delaware. When he went to Pitt and then transferred right, to Delaware. Right, 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 right. And then when he was like going home, he said he was going to Philly. Remember during the draft? Yeah, yeah. I think he okay, is. Okay, okay. There we go. Uh, this is Cray Cray is in River Cray Cray Craft. Don't ever. <laughs> uh, my fact checker here tells me that it, it uh, Flacco is actually from New Jersey, which mm. close enough. East Coast, all blends in. Uh, Count goes on and says, but if you have fangs, as I do, it's never a good idea to bite your tongue. So I'm just going to say it. Breck, get me some Breckenridge Strawberry Sky before I turn into a wolf and eat all of your strawberries, and then nobody will get to refresh themselves. Wow. So weird. In the meantime, I'm going to chase Austin for it and Noah Fant around until they stop rounding out their breaks like mere mortals. Uh, this was uh, this comment was pre-game. Uh, not a good look here, Count. Can you we didn't expl- even talk about Austin. Yeah, really well, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Torn ACL, out for the season. That sucks. That tight end room. It's cursed. It is cursed. Four guys have now missed their rookie year that are in that tight end room now. Better touch the heck out of some wood for Noah Fan. <laughs> oh, trust me. That's what everyone's saying now. Yeah, that's wild. You feel so bad for Austin Fort. Uh, he'll get to be, I would imagine, they won't injury settle with him. I imagine he'll stay yep. on the team. A promising young guy. Um, he'll get, the, the good news is for him is he'll get paid, um, you know, the half a million dollar salary for an undrafted guy. Whereas Ryan, right now, I think both you and I were, were projecting him to probably get cut and be on the practice squad, which you still make a lot of money, $125,000. He's going to make four times that this year. So, so at least that's a little bit of a bright spot for him. Um, I know it's not all about the money though. And he was, he was the most productive tight end out here at training camp up until this point. Great throw from Drew too. There's another yep. one uh, yep. on the play that he got injured. And he held on to it too. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Uh, so our, our thoughts are definitely with him. Iceman continues and says, Can you two explain to me what it is that makes guys good route runners? Is it a mental thing or does it rely on physical acumen? If they don't get it right, okay, and then he goes on about the game. He says, Kudos, fellas. Go Broncos. Um, it's, a, it's a mixture of both. To me, the most important thing is focus. You have to be focused on getting in and out of your break at the right area. And if you are not laser focused, it's very easy to get sloppy and kind of round things off or, or be one yard too early or too late. You got, I mean, it's very much, you're counting in your head. You are, you know, stepping on a a very specific area and trying to cut. You just see guys, you know, you'll watch like later in games when they're tired um, that's when routes get a little more sloppy. Yeah, it's it's a mental thing. Uh, like you said, focus. It's also very much a practice thing. Do you want to go put the time in so that you know exactly what 11 yards feels like and exactly when, when you need to go that 11 and a half yards that Peyton says is, 
your are you going to take that full step with that left foot because you practice it so much or are you going to not practice and then kind of be shuffling and totally give yourself away to the defender and then there's something to be said for the physical ability to you know um just be able to take a sharp cut like um emmanuel sanders is like a perfect example you can just tell like physically his feet are faster than most guys out there right exactly next one coming in from nick scott he asked about the broncos game remember we typically do not do podcasts the day before the Broncos game because that's typically their only day off of the season. Right, and we actually did because we we did a pod on Wednesday. But oh, these we don't comments, do a day of. We yeah, don't we'll do never a day do of. a day of, and we also won't do them on Saturdays, obviously before. Right, right. right. Uh, so sorry we couldn't hook you up um, with where to watch the game. Is there a BSN Pod listeners Facebook group? There's not, but we are working on the forum it'll be in there eventually i know it's we've been saying that for a long time but it's 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 a process next one from sentex bronco says hey guys new subscriber here i have to admit (laughs) the comment ryan made about us knowing that there were at least 20 of us out there made me feel guilty af now here we are I have no question today, but I'd like to thank y'all for y'all's second-to-none coverage, especially lately in camp. Looking forward to seeing the BSN crew and fam take this platform to bigger and better things. Not that there's much better than the Broncos. Thank you for joining. From Broncos Girl 723 RK, you were not too hard on Pax, and I'm with you 100%, and literally said the same exact thing when I heard what he said. After all, you were not the one who created a GoFundMe page to buy out his contract, which Chad Kelly supposedly donated to. I doubt that. <laughs> Or the Craigslist ad to try and sell him. It said something of the effect of selling QB only good at Madden and would make a great pirate for Halloween. <laughs> and I have to see if I can find it now. I think I'll screenshot it because it was too good not to. Mm, the next one next one from Super Bowl and Elo echoing a similar sentiment. You know what? I'm going to leave the Paxton stuff out of here because after last night's performance from Paxton, I don't, I don't want to make you look like that, Super Bowl. Uh, but he says, this organization, the Broncos, is known for family-like atmosphere and how players should be treated. I'm heated. Who does this guy think he is? RK, you were right. The guy literally could just show up to practice because everybody knows he isn't the guy. And if Wilson got hurt, they would probably go out and sign someone who would start low-key. Triggered. Well, well, Gino's the backup. So he would start. Right, exactly. All right, next one's from Kai Olsen. Said, hey guys, I can't believe I'm saying this about a CU alum, but Ryan, you are on to something. Your serial statement is dead on. The perfect soaks... Uh, soak time for just about all variety of cereal is zero seconds. <laughs> and speaking of this. Yes, there already is a bowl that exists, which is crazy because I just came up with the idea the other day and they already stole my idea and put it in Brookstone. That's incredible that they could do that. I know. They're just they're just scouring the web is, for ideas. Is it called the RK Bowl? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. And, and the catch line is, the way you've been eating cereal is archaic. Wow. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> How long have you been brewing on that one? Just came up with Just that. as long as a Breckenridge brew brews? I don't know how long that is. It's like a couple week process, I think. Man, we went into like their, the, the room with all the vats that they brew them in. It was so hot. <laughs> so hot. Anyways, he says, however, instead of an inefficient two-bowl process, I highly re- recommend trying this technique. And I strongly disagree with this technique. <laughs> Pour a bowl of cereal in a glass of milk. Collect a spoonful of cereal, and right before you put the delicious cereal in your mouth, take a quick swig of milk. <laughs> then every mouthful is like the first mouthful. 
I've been following this method as long as I can remember since I hate soggy food. Wow. While it's caused my friends to mock my practice, once they try it themselves, they are often converted. Plus, it leads to you drinking more milk than you would with a normal bowl of cereal. And if Jim Harbaugh is to believe, milk is the key to success. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like it's, it just looks so whack. Like, so, like, you pour a little milk in your mouth and you're, like, <laughs> holding. You're trying to, like, hold the milk from spilling out of your mouth as you put the spoonful of cereal in? I would think you'd have to do the opposite. You'd have Why to would go... it not be spoonful of cereal, swig of milk? I think you'd have to do that. You'd but have he to said go... the other way. Yeah. Then Seems you... weird. Then you probably look, you're dribbling milk everywhere, right? Yeah. He's got milk pouring down the sides. Like, now it's like in my beard. You know what I can't do at all? I can't do cereal, dry cereal on a spoon. I love dry cereal, but that, that's hand food. That's finger food then. I can't do it on a spoon. That, is, that freaks me out. Why is dry cereal like a weird, why is that not just a normal breakfast? Would it be a bowl of dry cereal? Would yeah. it be a bag of dry cereal? Bowl of dry cereal. The exact same amount that you would have with milk and you just eat it with your hand. Because there's just nothing nutritious about it, I guess. I guess there's there is. some iron in there. That's a good question. Why, why isn't that a thing? Is that just granola then at that point? I don't know. But I guess granola. Do you ever have you cereal don't. with yogurt? I do granola with yogurt. Well, obviously. I'm <laughs> saying you mix it up. Because like, you'd have granola with milk. Like like real cereal? Like Lucky Charms? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like Cinnamon Life I've never done that. And vanilla yogurt. That, I mean, what would be wrong with that, right? Nothing. Have you ever so, done it? No, but I just feel like it would be good. That'd be quite a jaw workout, I feel. I used to, <laughs> wow, this is, uh, <laughs> when I was like early, early college, I would take uh, a scoop of ice cream and then just like whatever cereal i had just throw that on mm. top of it just give it some crunch i like that i like that you know, it was delicious like um one of the best ones for that is um cocoa pebbles or or chocolate rice krispies but see that has to be done right when you're eating it what do you mean you don't like buy you don't like make that and then let it sit in the freezer because then it'd be soggy well obviously what are you gonna let why would you ever let Something sitting in the free, like if you're having dessert, you're having dessert. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just didn't think if you run, uh, make make your own ice cream at home type of guy. No, but then, no, then if you, <laughs> uh, that's like a thing now though. When you go to the uh, the roll ice cream places, yep. Well, they'll where they'll like put in some um, cinnamon toast crunch and just like crunch mm. it up really quick, and then it doesn't get soggy. It's all mixed in. Have you have you been to a roll place? Yeah. I haven't. Looks so good though. It's so good. I follow one on Instagram and it teases me every day. You follow like a roll? Yep, I do. <laughs> How many what other stuff do you like to follow on Instagram that's weird? Everything. Like what? At hashtags. I don't I I get a I'll send you some stuff when it pops up. You're the you always send me stuff that like they purposely have locked accounts so you have to follow it. To see it. <laughs> yeah. And I refuse to fall for that trap. I will not follow them you're missing out on great content I, I i won't be fooled mr content himself passing up on good content they're forcing me to follow them just to see one of their stupid memes that one of my friends thought was funny it's brilliant though. they have to earn my follow by not being locked and proving me that they have constantly good content it's a brilliant method i won't fall for it <laughs> All right, he finishes and says, to clarify my last comment on Colorado Springs being the largest metropolitan area with 100% virgin water, 
Virgin water refers to water directed collectly, uh, collected directly <laughs> from rainfall or snowmelt, meaning none of the water has previously been recycled by non-natural processes. Wow. Any recyclable water from the springs is sent south to Pueblo, keeping the springs water refreshing as a crisp course. Maybe we need to go down there when In-N-Out Burger opens, Ryan, as it's been exposed by uh, investigative journalists that you are actually a big fan of In-N-Out. Nope, but their um, protein-style burger, non-animal style, is edible. (laughs) But you know where we may need to go? Where? To see Lasagna Lance. He says, besides the potential tour, what does it take for you guys to come down to San Diego for some California burritos and pub crawling? From what I hear, there's quite a few Southern California subscribers are out here, and we would love a BSN get-together. What does it take? Well, I think Southwest does flights for like a hundred <laughs> bucks, so two round trip flights. There we go. And a place to stay. Have you ever heard of California burritos? That's like, uh, yeah, that's. Don't, like, don't just don't just shug me. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Chipotle is like essentially a California style burrito. I've never heard them referenced like that. I think that some of them they're like very they're just like big burritos like full of like rice and beans. Because like I think a traditional burrito doesn't have all that stuff in it it's like it's just rice and beans right i don't know but i'm i mean you could look it up <laughs> See, i'm pretty don't, sure. don't don't give me this come on well i just i, I can't California remember if it's burrito. smothered or not <laughs> okay so you know it has a tortilla and likely some <laughs> rice and beans no it's i think it's the size like it's a big big size <laughs> i'm looking it up <laughs> lasagna lance we may need your help California style burrito. <laughs> Here we go. The California burrito is the standard by which all other massive bricks of Calmex food are measured. It's a jumbo flour tortilla filled with carne asada, guacamole, pico de gallo, cheese, and setting aside. Oh, wow. Okay. I was wrong. And <laughs> setting itself apart from the bean and cheese rice based mission burrito, a fat handful of French fries. Oh, wow. I would have never guessed. In fact, that just drew audible gasps from around the room. (laughs) It sounds amazing, but it definitely does sound like a lot. Wait, so no no beans and cheese? No beans and rice. No beans and rice. Okay. I could keep the beans in there. My favorite part of the burrito is the rice. My favorite part's the beans. I love beans. Beans are fine. Maybe we'll just go to California for some pup crawling. No, I want to try. <laughs> what fries are we talking? Are we talking like good times, wild fries? That's what I imagined mm, in my head. I'm yeah. like, it needs like, <laughs> yeah. like a, a flavorful crust. Right, right. As long as it's not in and out fries, which aren't fries and aren't disrespectful to anyone who has ever made a fry. Not going to disagree with you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, again, we're in. Just buy, just pay for us. <laughs> All right. From Iceman. Says, hey boys, it's 1:25 a.m. Thursday. Happy game day. We missed that. <laughs> Says, thanks Ryan for bringing Allie on the podcast twice. It was a little silly to do though, since we Allie and Lindsay fans already listened to the Denver Sports Podcast and the Breck Bruce Sports Report and the Weinster Spot. All right. Any beer with ice in the name means it's brewed by an ice brewing process. It usually brings the alcohol by volume percentage up to 5.9. Very good for the quote-unquote buzz Ryan wants to get while drinking beer. 
Three things I want to see tonight. We're not going to go there. I actually didn't know that. That ice meant... I thought ice just meant higher alcohol percentage. I didn't know it was like cold brew. Apparently. I don't know if it is. I just think... Well, I guess it could be similar to cold brew because cold brew has a higher uh, (laughs) caffeine. But he just says it's the ice brewing process. For all we know, that could be uh, an acronym for something. But he says brewed by an ice brewing... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is like cold brew, and I just like learned probably the most important thing I'm going to learn this year. Somehow, it just makes it taste way worse. Keystone Ice is, I got it once. I got a 30 rack once in college because I was like, this is great. It's a cheap beer, and you know what? It's going to last me even longer. And even though it saved me a few dollars, it wasn't worth it. Never bought it again. I would rather drink beer. I'd rather drink 100 beers that were 1% alcohol volume than drink one <laughs> Keystone Ice. Would you rather drink a Breckenridge beer out of a shoe? For the rest of my life. <laughs> I would only drink beer out of, the sh- out of a shoe for the rest of my life than drink one more Keystone Ice in my life. I'm not even exaggerating. Iceman, sorry about that news. Sorry about that news. Uh, from Lone Star Bronco. Hey guys, well, I'm not a cryo expert. I've done it a few dozen times. Our local cryo place requires socks, slippers, gloves, and boxers to be worn during. Not sure if that varies with companies as I've only been to one place. Okay. After seeing what happened to Antonio Brown's feet and then seeing this about having to wear boxers, I'm just, I'm not down with the idea of ever going into a cryo chamber <laughs> so you're wearing sweatpants is what you're saying i'm not going in. i'm not going in. <laughs> i'm not taking any risks that like they turned it up too high or how could also boxers save you i don't from know what could happen like how about a cup but then the <laughs> cup would get like super cold too and then <laughs> what about a <laughs> never mind <laughs> not good <laughs> Maybe like a um, warm cup of water, uh, <laughs> or like a, I was thinking like a down comforter, but <laughs> cut down to size. <laughs> it's like nice and thick, and it just kind of slides on like a sock. <laughs> Don't know what to say. <laughs> Sounds comfortable. <laughs> oh my god! All right, he goes on and says, "I love Emmanuel and his fire he plays with, but I'm sure his divaness could get old dealing with it day to day. After the stuff with AB and now this, I, I think he just isn't happy unless he's stirring the pot." Emmanuel? Yeah, he's a pot stirrer. He's he does it Emmanuel's way. I mean, Actually, I don't he, think he's a pot stirrer. I think he is a um, attention prostitute. <laughs> there you go. So wh- whatever gets the attention, and maybe it's stirring the pot. Maybe it's doing other things. Because what you have to remember is he he hasn't done this every single week. Every every week he's been here. It, it's it, it's not like that. Um, but yeah, he likes the spotlight. That's for sure. He just likes to be talked about. Uh, he said, I saw something on Twitter saying Deshaun is getting passed by and may not make the team. We're talking about Deshaun Hamilton here, not Deshaun Williams. Uh, I'm sure this is nonsense, but I did notice he hasn't been talked about that much at all. Surely he makes the team, right? Also, where's Tim Patrick been? Yeah, I, uh, I asked someone last night like where this came from. I guess it was a radio guy. Um, I 
I, and I said I would bet my life savings, which unfortunately isn't that much. <laughs> I would bet my life savings that Deshaun Hamilton makes the team. I'll throw my life savings in there as well. All right. We're up to what, like 16 bucks. What odds exactly? What odds do we think we're going to get from this, this radio personality? I don't know. I mean, like it should be 200 to one that he makes the team. Who do they think? I mean, one to 200. They're buying into the Nick Williams hype. Obviously, Juwan Winfrey is is making the team as well but it's not like he went out there last night and had 100 yards he had one catch which didn't even count as a catch for him whenever he catches the ball he scores points <laughs> just saying wait actually yeah he's two for two he's two for two yep. first for eight points or if we're doing espn scoring for six points. nope that's not how that works <laughs> <laughs> next one from deswan ds1 D-S-W-A-N. DeSwan Hamilton. DeSwan. <laughs> DeSwan Hamilton says, long-time freeloader, first-time subscriber. I, I like that you're not ashamed to say that. Yep. Uh, we got him. Welcome to the community. Excited to get the Mile High Salute shirt to go along with my homegrown tee. Appreciate the Broncos coverage as I am a displaced Colorado native living in the heart of Steelers country. Repping BSN and the Broncos always gets me looks. Always gets me looks here, and that's the point. Keep the Paxton hate strong and go Broncos. Sorry about that first segment. No hate. Broncos guy 63. Not a question. Just wanted to throw in that the Seahawks are starting Gino the Earth is Flat Smith over Paxton, <laughs> even though he's battling an injury. It's true. Yeah, he's getting surgery today. Are you serious? He, they, On what? He's getting something removed. It didn't seem like like serious um but he's getting something removed i think he's out like 10 days to two weeks getting something removed yeah interesting yeah from fytb 512 zach i apologize for thinking you're a csu grad yeah that is you deserve that (laughs) apology (laughs) this man went to the harvard of the west (laughs) thank you thank you for respecting my school like that uh just thought you were because you keep jabbing ryan about saying go rams no, he just happened to choose to put himself in a position <laughs> where he has to l- pretend to like the Rams. I really do it for you guys. You know, we, we can't, this can't turn into a Buffs podcast. Speaking of Buffs podcasts, mm. I was on the BSN mm. Buffs podcast yesterday because Henry and I got to sit down for an hour with Mel Tucker in his office. It was legendary. That is amazing. It was so cool. And his office is so baller. I can almost guarantee it's 10 times as cool as Vic Fangio's. I wouldn't doubt it. This and thing. Was it, was it Mel Tucker's doing? I, um, yeah. Well, I mean. Like, it, was when it they, like that before? Yes. So they, when they built the champion center, okay. um, they put in a massive office for the coach. Zach, I promise you I'm not exaggerating at all. Mel Tucker's office is bigger than my apartment by a, a lot. No way. Yes. Wow. It's you could live there so comfortably. So he probably does. Well, I I sat on his couch and it was super comfortable and I'm like this is definitely designed <laughs> to be able to sleep here cuz it was like thick, yep. like nice and deep. Yep, you could roll on your side. Yep, totally. Wow. Wow. Um so anyways, I went on the I went on the Buffs podcast to talk a little bit about what we learned from there and some good content coming out from that too. I would say so. That's can't miss stuff. I don't know how like you could you could tour the facilities and then and, and like Mel brings you into his office to try and close the deal on your recruitment. You're sitting on the comfiest couch ever, <laughs> looking out 
over Folsom Field, a perfect view of the big Colorado that goes across yep. the back of the end zone with a light fog hanging over <laughs> the flat irons, framing them like a picture. And then you could say no. I just don't know how you could say no. You know how if you just take a 45-minute drive down to CSU right after. That, that's, how, that's how you say no, Ryan. I cannot imagine that <laughs> unless you really like, like Fuzzy's Tacos or something. <laughs> So you do know about fuzzies, huh? I do. It's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. That was very nice of you to say. Had it in Greeley. <laughs> um, they have like a really good sauce. They do. Yeah. I just eat spoonfuls of that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I actually was obsessed with Italian dressing, which is weird. Like Italian dressing's all right. When I was a kid, I would I wanted to eat it with a spoon. You just wanted to slurp it up. Yep. Straight from the bottle. Um, Wait, why, why it was actually yeah, at this specific the restaurant oh. that it came in kind of like a, what do you call those things? Ladle? Kind of, not oh, a ladle, like you... a fancy like silver pouring thing. Yeah, does it have the little lid that lifts open? Yep. Yeah, you can't go straight to the mouth with that. Well, no, but I just wanted to like stick a spoon into the top of it. I'm thinking of a different thing than you are. I'm thinking of a little spout that comes out, you know? No, this is open on the top. Okay. Okay, I was thinking you just wanted to turn into think, like a bunny rabbit. Think and like, like when you get when you it. go to like a cafe and they give you the little thing for milk. Right. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. but longer. Oh, like a gravy boat. Yes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, you can go straight to the mouth of that. I wanted. I I, I wanted to a lot. Now it's just now. Now it's just hot sauce that I dream of doing such things with. I've grown up. Anyways. He says, are you all sure Vic's magic drops isn't code for something he's getting from the Green Solution Store? Mm. I wonder if he'd be allowed by the NFL to partake in some legalized relaxation. That's good. Do coaches get... Yes. Last year at the Combine, over many drinks, a certain coach told me that they definitely do not drug test (laughs) uh, NFL coaches. There you go. Goes, why would they? It's stupid. Why do they do it to the players? I don't understand that either. Yeah. All right, he says, if you've seen anyone take the lead in the return game, I just want to see someone that has good judgment on kick returns on when to take it and when to bring it out. I've never seen a more boring camp when it comes to returns. I've never followed a storyline like this. When was the last time the Broncos had a good return game? Trendon Holiday? And even then it was, you know, the highs were high, but the lows were low. Same thing with Isaiah McKenzie. They were pretty much just lows. Well... He had like a 50-yard return once. Exactly. When It is crazy that year after year after year after year, they can't find someone. Not, not, not just, you know, a Tyree kill. Of course, those don't come by. But a guy that can return into the 30 consistently. The, the 27. The, I, it's mind-blowing that they haven't been able to find that guy. Especially because we're not talking a quarterback. These are guys you can get anywhere in the draft or undrafted. Well, here's the thing. Guys who are really good at catching and also really fast and hard to tackle are too good to use as punt returners. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, maybe still, but definitely when he's a little bit younger, would be a fantastic punt returner. Mm -hmm. But he's too valuable to use there. It's like the Buffs are using LaVisca Chenault in practice there, and everyone's like, please don't do that in the game, you know? (laughs) Because no one wants to see their guy get injured on a punt return when the point of the punt return is really just catch the ball. So... It's this weird mix where you have to find a guy who is really good at catching it 
really good at running, hard to tackle, and all these things, but not so valuable to your offense that you can't use them there. It's a good point. But how have they not found someone? No clue. I have no clue. It's, but how come there's not more Devin Hester? Like, incredible returners might be, like, one of the most rare things in sports. I'm just – I'm asking for a guy that can take to the 27, not even be an incredible returner. 27. Just, just trying to get plus two every time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Next one coming in from Bronco's mom. She says, I too, I too was a freeloader for almost a year, but I couldn't pass up the Broncos camp promo code. I've never lived in Colorado, grew up and still live in Virginia Beach. However, my mom, who is from Colorado, and dad are longtime diehard Broncos fans, and they raised myself and two other siblings as such, and now I am raising my children the same to respect the orange and blue. My husband was never a Broncos fan. However, he is a Mizzou fan. So with Locke on the team, he is just as excited as I am about the future of the Broncos. Sorry for the long post. Just wanted to introduce myself and tell you to keep up the awesome work. You guys make my commute so much more enjoyable and are hands down the best Broncos coverage I can find, especially here in Virginia. Broncos, Mom, we're so happy to have you rolling with us. So happy to have you. And Zach, an update. What? On the Broncos camp promo code. And how it relates. It sounds it's it sounds good from the start of this pod, but our unofficial deadline did pass. Our unofficial deadline did pass. And what was the official deadline? The end of camp? Uh, no, next Tuesday night. Next Tuesday night. Or Wednesday night. Well, we're already 13 past hey! the record. We blew the record hey! out of the absolute water. And we have, in terms of true training camp, we still have about 10 days. 10 more days. I think we can set a record that could be unbreakable. Yeah, let's do that. We could legitimately go... Is it Ted Williams, who has the longest hit streak of all <laughs> yeah. No, is it DiMaggio? I think it's yeah. DiMaggio. Yep. We could go DiMaggio on this. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's not make it close. Let's go... Uh, uh, oh, how, how am I forgetting his name? Baltimore shortstop. Cal Ripken Jr. Let's go Cal Ripken on him. Let's let's That's Cal not being touched, baby. Let's go, uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I hope so. I don't think is this touchable. Fifty-five or the f- yeah, oh, which fifty-five? Fifty-five. Let's go Barry Bonds on it. Mm, with roids, yeah. Let's just juice it let's up. Let's roid it let's up. Juice this up. <laughs> we can use anything to get there. <laughs> We're not being drug tested. What other records are there? <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. Subscribe using the promo code Broncos Camp. You'll get $10 off. You're going to get a free shirt. You can get a buff shirt if you want. You can get a, a, a Rams shirt if you want. That'd be weird. Uh, you could get a Broncos shirt. There's many of those. Yep. Philip Lindsay looked good last night. Philip Lindsay looked great, except for the part where he went the wrong way on the handoff, but then he still, still turned got it into 10 a first, yards. first down. All right. Just do it, you know? So we can Joe DiMaggio, Barry Bonds, Peyton Manning. <laughs> and other people it what's up guys ryan konigsberg here and i gotta tell you about the blake street tavern it's my favorite sports bar in town as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there it's where i watched super bowl 48 it's where i watched cu win a pac-12 basketball championship back in the day uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event it's the biggest bar in town i always joke you could land a 747 in there it was named the national sports bar of the year in 2017 by nightclub and bar magazine it wins best sports bar in denver seemingly every year from westward anyone else that's voting it's the place to be uh, they've got great specials and the food 
is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect, just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. All right, we're finishing up your questions on what has been an uh, entertaining <laughs> podcast at this point, I would say. I hope this uh, brightens up the spirits in the Mile High City today. I would hope so. There's been some interesting things said. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> all right, from Oklahoma Bronco 58. With all the beef between the subscribers, I don't think there's any. <laughs> tired of the long comments. Oh, there's oh. beef between those tired of the long comments and those making the long comments. I think we should include them on the fight ticket with Cortland and Emmanuel. Just imagine Broncos guy 63 versus Iceman and not Philip Lindsay versus Kirk Smith 44. In the prelims, and then Cortland and Emmanuel come out for the main event. Tickets would sell out in seconds. I like that. I, I read it as, instead of fight ticket, I read it as tickle fight. Okay. <laughs> um, Did you see Emmanuel and Cortland doing that? Speaking of fighting people, oh, just as we got our freaking five-star rating back oh, on iTunes, no, someone went in there and gave us a one-star review. You want to know why? This is my laugh. Because they don't like your laugh. I knew it. The haters, man. That's rude. You honestly, you you haven't made it unless you have haters. So okay, okay, I'm I feel happy good. for you. Th- thanks for that, hater. Anyways, you guys have to go in there and cancel out the haters. If you like me, please. I need this for my confidence. Yeah, we need. Zach needs this. <laughs> or else you're never gonna hear me laugh again. Or else he's. Gonna <laughs> or else he's gonna go on a laughter strike. I've silent. He's gonna go on a laughter strike. I'm. St- it's starting now. Let's see how long I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it far. All right, from Thick Fangio. Wow. I totally agree. Soaking your cereal <laughs> in is, is wrong and should be punishable by law. What is this picture of Thick Fangio? Uh-oh. It's oh. like him holding... <laughs> like magic cards? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe because of magic drops? It's very distorted. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some magic drops in this making. Anyways, soaking your cereal is wrong. It should be punishable under the law. But your idea of the two bowls and the divided bowl sounds weird and European. There's definitely a happy medium where perfection happens. But the real travesty for, and my question for you two is, who is the Sam, who in the Sam Houston eats cornflakes? Frosted flakes are 100% a thing. Yeah. Can we talk about cornflakes? I don't think so. Aren't cornflakes just unfrosted frosted flakes? Yes. Cornflakes are good for one thing and one thing only. Ice cream? I mean, should they be fine in that context? <laughs> no, the top of a casserole on uh, Thanksgiving. So you yeah. take like potatoes yeah. and cheese okay. and cream cheese okay. and cheese cheese <laughs> and cheese whiz <laughs> and nacho cheese and some a and little some few more potatoes and some jalapenos <laughs> and then uh, some cheese and. Then you cover that with cornflakes, and then you do? bake it. It gives it crunch. What do you think? They stay crunchy? Yeah. I would think they get soggy. With all the cheese grease? Have you ever tried it with frosted flakes? No, that sounds disgusting. Could be a, a dimension you've never thought of. I don't want sweetness in my cheese potatoes That's and jalapeno. That's true. In, in cheese, you probably don't want sweetness. But it's real good. And, and the reason they say crispy, I think, is because they're the closest to the oven so the more you bake them the crunchier they get a big thing i do when i'm baking most dishes i end on a nice broil so it gets nice and crunchy on top 
You're, I think you've said before, you like burnt stuff. Yep, I do. I do. I also like a good broil uh, on yep. something that I cook in the, in the uh, oven. Like something with a cheese finish? Yeah. Oh, oh I made Ooh. my uh, cheese tacos the other night. Oh. <laughs> so good. I also made a little cream cheese. Yeah, I like mixing <laughs> cheese and cream cheese. Made like a little cream cheese it's not really an aioli because that involves mayonnaise right but kind of like that like a spicy cream cheese sauce you sold me you can put it on anything i realized cream cheese mixed with anything makes a good sauce yes cream cheese and hot sauce not i've just never a good tried sauce, a good anything a good base for pizza Ooh, that reminds me buffs playing lawrence this year mm. and in lawrence traditional pizza already has cream cheese on it and it's not it's not like your boy crazy carl i guess the laugh strike is over um they take like a layer of cream cheese on the crust then put the marinara over the cream cheese then put the cheese on top wow and it's not too soggy no sogginess that's pretty deadly i do still want to try that crazy carl's yeah it's it's pretty magnificent because the cream cheese balls that they put on top of the pizza, they get a little a little crispy. Crispy? No, not crispy. A little brown. And personally, I love it. Interesting. Make them crispy, though. I love that, too. Crispy cream cheese. Don't think it's possible. Crispy cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> From Stoy, which is a nice, simple name. Yes. For because the a quest- nice, simple comment. Right. Because the question of how Peyton Hills won the Madden cover vote came up, a Browns fan legally hacked it, according to Ted Bartlett. That one fan accounted for a quarter of all Hillis's votes, and he shared the software with other Browns fans. Oh, wow. And then he shared the software with us. So if you want, who? Who would just be someone that would never make the cover from the Broncos next year? Anyone. Phil has a chance. <laughs> a slight chance. Yeah. Vaughn has a slight chance. Chubb has the slightest chance. That's about it, right? Yeah. Chris could if he had like 15 picks. Andy Janovich. That's who we're going for. Maybe no neck. Oh, if yeah. If he has to play this year. Do you think, I realize like, oh, okay, if Andy goes down, that really sucks. But every other fullback ever is available on the free agent market. It's true. It's not like tight end. No. Yeah. So do they go with no neck or do they pick someone up? I bet you they pick up a vet. I think they would as well. I think they would as well. Sorry, no neck. Next one coming in from Jewel Flacco says, can't make the team as a meme is 100% me. Good stuff. That's really impressive, Jewel. Looks like some variation of that rule took down Swag Kelly too. Wow. You guys got to lean into the Hogan mania running wild, brother. Memes to save us. I guess he's saying like we have to make Hogan into a meme so he won't make the team, but I would oh, never do that to Kevin gotcha. Hogan. gotcha. Yeah, the Hoagie. He, from, he won't make it anyway. From Project Pat 801. What up, guys? New sub here. Love the show. We got him. <laughs> Super psyched to get my homegrown tea in the mail. Being a resident of Utah all my life and being a born and raised Broncos fan and a University of Utah fan, it's been awesome seeing some of my favorite guys from the college game play for Denver like Booker and Tim Patrick. With Booker's do- job in Denver looking bleak, unfortunately, what is your guys' outlook on this season for Timmy Pats? He was looking like a promising young guy and starting to put it together, together last year, in my opinion. It could just be me being a homer, though. No, he, that's exactly what he was doing last year. But 
he's taken a step back while these other receivers have taken have taken steps forward. And I'm not talking about Cortland uh, or Deshaun. I'm talking about up the depth chart. Juwan Winfrey, Nick Williams is getting a lot of hype. Uh, Tim Patrick's one that that's coming back now. He's going to make the team, I believe, but I'm not quite sure his role is going to be that big. Agreed. Did you mention? Did you notice that this Utah fan didn't even bring up Garrett Bowles? Wow. <laughs> wow. Just pointing out facts. He's jumping on Devontae Booker before he's jumping on Garrett Bowles. Mm. Wow. From Bronco77. Hey, guys. New subscriber and lifetime Bronco fan here from sunny Scotland. Hey. That's awesome. I've been a freeloader for over two years, but finally took the leap and joined the BSN family. I'm looking Welcome. forward to receiving my Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt. Wow, you and Project Pat are a lot alike. As, uh, as I'm around 500 miles away. 5,000. 5,000 miles away. That makes more sense. <laughs> it's great to be able to get daily news and updates from you guys about all things Broncos. Thanks for the great content and all your hard work. P.S. Hopefully my subscriptions means you can cancel the hunger strike. Yeah, there's no hunger strike right the now. The hunger strike is off, but yeah. the laughter strike... That's in full force. It's heavily, heavily on. Next one coming in from Make the Broncos Great. And so happy to have you on, bro- on board, Broncos 77. Make the Broncos Great Again says, Hey, guys, I haven't heard about the Broncos veterans giving their rookies rookie haircuts. Has this tradition been banned with the new Vic Fangio regime? Honestly, I hope so. I hate seeing these guys get their butchered, get their hair butchered each year, and I really hope Vic does away with this embarrassing tradition. Your thoughts? And go Broncos. Well, I have some um, inside information as it relates to this. Mm. I have been told that Vic Fangio put the kibosh on it. But I have also been told that veterans don't really care. Which could cause a problem. So I guess we'll just see. But I, I to your point, you said you hope Vic puts an end to it. I have heard that Vic has said he does not want that to happen. Good is my initial impression. And that's actually, I had this conversation with someone just a few days ago. Uh, We said, I I, I believe I said, I think Vic will put an end to it. And then what I thought was, how are you going to tell Derek Wolf that, you know, a guy that is okay with that, with that type of stuff, the hazing, the rookie initiation, he, you know, he lived through it. And that's a guy that kind of embraces it. And, he told us a story last year or two years ago about how he truly believes that that stuff isn't just making fun of these rookies. And, you know, it, it is really embarrassing in my mind uh, to them. And But Derek believes it's like a rite of passage that means something. And to him, it means something. So a guy like that who like truly believes in it, it's going to be hard to tell him, no, you can't do this. I understand why they want to do this and i get the like fun part of it i just think it puts a symbolically it is putting a divide between the rookies and the veterans and if i was the coach i would want everyone to act like if you were on this team you were on this team and there's no divide depend not based on you know when or or why you're on the team i hate the rookie haircut so i'm i would be so so okay if if it does but on the other hand though as a veteran new coach how are you going to respect the coach like everyone says they do and and all the inside stuff we've heard is that everyone does respect him how are you going to respect him and then go completely against his word on this very very public thing you can't there's no hiding this and that that's the fun for the veterans is showing it and blowing up social media with this what does vic do in that situation 
It's a good question. What do you do? I mean, you could go with like the more traditional form of punishment, like make them run, um, make them, I don't know, do something along those lines. Or you could really send a message and cut somebody. We would probably be talking about someone with a name, like someone significant. So I think you go the route of like someone who people know isn't having a great camp and would still be like, like you don't cut Don Barclay. Right. That wouldn't, wouldn't send a message, would it? <laughs> no. Um, but, and I'm not trying to single him out, but a person who I'm saying like would fit that mold. And the, and someone that was kind of in, in the inner circle of making Fans this happen. Fans know, was part of it. Tim Patrick, like a Tim Patrick level player. Right. Who would that be on the defense? It's tough. Well, you have no depth in inside linebacker, so it's <laughs> no one there. All of your corners are really good. Like a Sua? Yeah. Yeah. Sua? Yep. Because you're not cutting Derek Wolf over this. No, no, no. You can't go that high up the yeah, food chain. Sua or Tim? Unless... And then do you make the other guys run? Unless you... I think you do both. Yeah, sure. Unless you already knew you were going to cut Derek Wolf because you need cap space <laughs> to sign a, t- a tight end and an inside linebacker. What would Derek do if Vic said, Derek, we're cutting you or we're cutting off your hair? I don't know. I think he would take the haircut, I assume. <laughs> Not the haircut on his pay? No, well, he'd probably mm. take that too. Um, from Bronco... Oh, wait. Oh, from Ollie NYC 88 Should we be concerned about our special teams unit? And Lone Star Bronco says, yes. Yes, we should. Hmm. What was the worst thing that happened on special teams last night? Devontae Booker's fumble. He recovered it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, I think the worst thing that happened on special teams is Colby Wadman couldn't punt to save his life. I mean, hang times in like the half second range. And like the free punt after the safety? Yeah. Goodness gracious. There was a penalty, so it came back, but they were going to have the ball on the other side of the 50. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah. I. Are they going to bring in a punter again this week? Is McLovin getting a second chance? <laughs> Maybe I was right all along. All along. That was bad. I mean, bad, bad. It was. Looked like a college punter. Yeah, it, it really did. The special teams, it's like there's a curse in Denver. Because Tom McMahon was supposed to be one of the best. Bring him in last year. Eh. This year, not looking the best. Maybe special teams. Maybe special teams is a thing where it takes all preseason. To, to come together um, because just last week after last game, Vic said we have no idea on, on the returners yet. That hit, that has not come into shape at all. So maybe that's, maybe that's the entire unit. I think there was a flag on every special teams play too. Ugh. That was so bad to watch. Ugh. I realized the fla- uh, the refs want to be extra strict in the preseason to try and get bad habits out, but goodness gracious, does it make it an unwatchable product? Can we cancel special teams? Can we cancel the preseason? <laughs> please from Bron- i've seen enough i have two from broncos fan in exile hey guys new subscriber here born and raised in denver living in louisiana unfortunately right now i miss colorado water well we're happy to have you and we hope you can get some colorado water soon he says anyway should we be worried about the offensive line at this point how many times have we heard and there's a seattle defense in the denver backfield tonight see this is one of those things where yes you should be concerned about the offensive line depth 
It's terrible. It's god awful. Yep. It's barren. Yep. But everyone's offensive line depth sucks because there's hardly any good offensive linemen in the NFL, period. And this one's one of the worst. And so that's why you have injury guy, a ton of injury-prone guys on your team, on your offensive line. Your right guard and your right tackle. You better hope that those guys stay okay or else then you have to call on terrible depth. The Broncos can afford one offensive line injury. And I'll touch wood here just uh, just because of it. Because Elijah Wilkinson is a solid depth player in yep. the NFL. And he can play every position except center. Yeah. And even if it's, if it's a center, you can shuffle things around to still get him on the line. Right. Technically, you could move uh, Dalton Reisner to center and exactly. put him at guard. Yep. So, you can afford one. That's it. That's it. Next one from Threat Level Midnight says, It's halftime right now. My favorite part was the thumbs-up smirk that Locke gave to Fumagalli after the accidental catch. The dude is so smooth. No question. Just wanted to touch base or touch back on the hype. I didn't see the smirk. Did you? I didn't either, no. I'm going to have to go no. back and watch it. <laughs> from 49th State Bronco. Hey, guys. Long time. No comment. You know who this is. Mm-hmm. He says, Just wanted to say that even though my tasty Alaska mm-hmm. water didn't win, the water tasting was awesome and fun to watch. <laughs> Can't wait to get back to Denver to determine the best water for myself. <laughs> Like we said back then, if you like flavor in your water, Alaska is your place. Yeah, and Alaska was better than a lot of places. Very, very Still much good so. water. It was good water, not damn good water. I'm so happy that I was right. Because <laughs> I knew it right away. Right. took one sip, and I was like, that's not Colorado. Easy. I want to do it more, just to prove how good I am at this. Oh, didn't, what, did Montana come in? Yeah, someone said Montana. Uh, Canada? Did yep. you had a Canada come in? Um, maybe like a ta- they, they Lake try to Tahoe? go north on us, and yeah. it, you know it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Uh, he says, Ryan, during the beginning of training camp, you said something that caught my attention. I don't remember the exact words, but it was something on the, along the lines that you thought Flacco would would have a career year this season. With a bunch of practices out of the way and a couple of preseason games played, how do you feel about that earlier prediction? Interested to hear your reasoning either way. Just to help you out here, forty ninth St. Bronco, his his. Exact words were comeback player of the year two times in a row and MVP one of those two years. Uh, from a passing yards standpoint, I do believe Joe Flacco is going to have a career year. Which would be four? 4,000. Shouldn't be crazy to get to. No. What is that divided by 16 games? Should I ask Siri? Why? What is 4,000 divided by 16? It's 250. Did y'all hear that? I assume they heard it's 250. <laughs> so, he should be able to do that. I don't think so. Really? I don't think he will. I think he should be able to, and I think he could do it. I just think we're going to see a lot of what we saw last night, and that's run and check down. Run and check down. Yeah, I guess, well, on last night's pace, he is 19 yards per drive. <laughs> That's probably not going to get you there. <laughs> probably not. But they didn't take any downfield they didn't shots. Do anything. Yeah. And all you need is what? If you hit two of those a game, you're hitting the 250 easy. Yep. So anyways, I think he does hit 4,000 yards. Touchdowns. 4,000 touchdowns? 4,000 touchdowns. <laughs> all right. Um, how many touchdowns? Like 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That'll get the job done. 
I would certainly get the job done. I think that would be a career year. Yeah. So I guess I am. I'm still feeling it. I just think they're going to use him in a different way. Like if you go back and watch Baltimore, they just didn't use him. Yeah, it's true. They wanted to run, 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 and then chuck it deep. That's what's going to happen here. I think there's going to be a lot more intermediate stuff. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Mr. Free says, all I can say is that I pray that we don't have any injuries to the starters this year because holy heck, these backups are bad. Yeah. And in fact, Mr. Freeze felt that way so much. He put that comment twice and did bad. Bad. Yep. He also says, also, when we start putting Locke behind at least the second string offensive line, this kid is getting killed out there. And I have to go back and watch this, but I'm pretty sure on the scoring drive he led in his first drive, there were still second stringers on the line. I think so. I think I think you're right. Next one from Illinois Broncos says, "What was the commentators Brock Heward, Heward, and Kurt Menefee in last night's game being all about the Seahawks and not giving the Broncos any love? I finally had to mute my TV just so I can enjoy the game." I'll never understand this. I don't hear the announcers when I watch the game. Wait, did you watch on NFL Network? Oh no! So I didn't even hear these guys. Right. So See, I, I don't even remember. That's why I didn't know these guys because it was uh, Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. Exactly. And on, they're good. I in just Denver. Yep. Like I hear them bring in the game. Welcome in to the stadium in Seattle, whatever it's called, and the Broncos taking on the Seahawks. <laughs> and like as soon as it cuts to the action, yeah, I'm so caught up with like tweeting and watching and taking notes that I don't hear a thing. Wow, I thought you had perfect hearing. Apparently, uh, I I am really great at being a selective listener. <laughs> Just ask my girlfriend sure, yeah. or my mom. I'm sure she lo- I'm sure they love that. They do. <laughs> they do. They get a kick out of That's it. It's a good talent, though. Right. Never causes any issues. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, next one coming in from Lone Star Bronco says, "Is Carroll a total bag for constant blitz packages in total week bag. one of preseason against a rookie quarterback?" I mean, I understand you want to win, but dang, man. Also, I saw good things from Locke. I'm excited to see what he looks like next week. Phil may be the second best running back to play in Denver. LOL, not really, but really. Does he mean the second best running back ever to play in Denver, or is he trying to make a case that Royce Freeman is better than Phil? I took it as ever. Ever. I don't know. I mean, you got two Hall of Famers. Floyd, TD, Philip Lindsay. Okay, here's a weird thing that's happening. Are they going to have to retire 30 twice, just like they did at 18? Are they going to retire 30? I think they should. I think I, it should have been retired already. I completely agree. But now, what if Philip Lindsay goes on to have a Hall of Fame career? Then you have to retire, and then you have this awkward double 30 thing. And also, please, if you're going to do this, don't do the stupid anecdote <laughs> on the bottom of the board. No. Just put 18 up there twice. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't look weird or anything. It just it also looks so silly when it's Peyton Manning's name that's in, in, in small letters underneath. Under a guy who he was so much better than. It's so, it's so disrespectful. It's so silly. It's so disrespectful that Peyton Manning's name is like half the size of Frank <laughs> Tripuca. It's so bad. It looks like a joke. If you're an outsider and you don't know who Frank Trapuca is, which wouldn't be a crazy thing to not know, you would think it's you'd think you're being trolled. Uh, yeah, seriously, 
It makes me want to puke. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautifully done. Uh, seriously, put 18 up there twice. If you actually want to retire 18 and have Peyton Manning be a part of that. Yep. If not, just leave him out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then if, if you decide that you're going to retire 30 because of Phil and TD, just put 30 up there twice. You know, I looked at those retirement, quote-unquote, boards, billboards. Yeah. When we were at the stadium last time, I stand by what I said. I don't like them. You don't like I don't, the way they look? Yeah. I think I think it's like I think it's cheap. I think huh. it's quick. It's like a quick fix. I think it looks cool. All it is is the numbers on a orange background. Well it like kinda looks like a jersey. It looks like a piece of cardboard. Wow. Looks like it looks like a nice piece of wood. We also determined I thought there was only one spot left in the Ring of Fame. I think there's like four. There there's a few, but that's gonna get full pretty quick. Yep. Peyton's going in there. Next year, right? Is it next year? I think so. Because so that's when he's going in the Hall 16, of Fame. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yep. So he's going in there next year. Um, next year could be another big year for the Broncos with them expanding the Hall of Fame class. Should get uh, Peyton. S- Steve. Steve. Mech. Gratishar. And then I have to go back to Canton. John. John Lynch. I mean, I know some people don't want to consider him, but he'd be a name. That'd be a guy that Denver media would talk to, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Dang. All Broncos. Hopefully not the Hall of Fame game. Please not the Hall of Fame game again. Anything but the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game is my new, like, the worst thing that can happen to you as an NFL writer. It is. It really is. And now that I've been there, I've experienced the Hall of Fame. I've seen how it's like kind of cool that it's in a small town. There's no excitement anymore. There's no unknowns. Right. That like, could be I, exciting. It's, it's just, it would be torture at and this point. And training camp starts a week earlier. I want, there's got to be a rule where you can't get it back-to-back years. Probably. Like hard knocks. Right. There's got to be. The Broncos are coming up on being one of the very few teams that haven't been on hard knocks. And as long, I don't know, they have to make the playoffs this year. Yep. If they don't, I would not be surprised, especially with how entertaining Vic is. And with Drew, the the competition or the battle going on there. I tweeted out after watching the first episode of Hard Knocks, Vic would be amazing on this. And every response was like, no, everyone that goes on there sucks. Like, no one ever is any good after they go on Hard Knocks. And I was like, that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It'd be good entertainment value. I'm not saying I hope the Broncos suck this year so Vic Fangio goes on Hard Knocks. I'm just making a point, an observation, that if Vic Fangio was on Hard Knocks, it would be extremely entertaining. Watch my first Hard Knocks. Did I tell you that? No. Yep. Wow. Watch his first one. Didn't make it all the way through. What? But About 20 minutes left. Yeah, I just started it too late. Oh, my God. You're Bed- so soft. Bedtime came calling. <laughs> What did you think? <laughs> it was it was it was good. Um, it was it's really cool from a fan's perspective. I can see because it's that inside. Um, and you told me in this episode it there wasn't as much drama as there typically is. Um, and so I expect that to pick up with the Raiders for sure. Um, I saw someone who like wrote a review and really pointed out some some stuff. They didn't talk at all about the team moving. This being their last year in Oakland, that's shocking. They didn't talk at all about why Richie Incognito was suspended. In fact, I had to pause it and explain to my girlfriend what a psycho he is. Um, and they didn't cover, like, usually they get, like, 
they do a really good job of covering the main storylines. Right. They didn't do any of that. It was just kind of like, hey, uh, John Gruden. Right, John Gruden and uh, the kid from Last Chance U. Yeah. And they missed on that one because they were trying. They, were, they really wanted <laughs> yeah. to build that storyline. He survived, I think, two days of camp. So do you think the Raiders are doing a good job of, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that? I don't think you're allowed to do that. So it's Hard Knocks just doing a poor job of yeah. covering it? Yep. Um, by the way, did you hear that Antonio Brown is like AWOL right now? Like no one in the uh, Raiders like knows where he is and they have no update on his feet. Is that surprising? Not at all. Oh my gosh. So he's not with them? That's what I saw. Maybe I got like fooled by like our friend Barry, but it looks like like a local Bay Area reporter who said like it's 10 days into Antonio <laughs> Brown's Raiders career and they already don't know where he is and no one has an update on his foot. Holy cow. I just thought of Barry. Thought of his name out loud. Yeah, can't say it out loud. <laughs> All right. For Mile High Mike. Do we get to Hard Rocker? Oh, that's from the game. Yeah, we already covered the game. So shout out to Hard Rocker. For Mile High Mike. Come on, get my guy. You gotta you gotta trim this down a little bit. Or wait, no, wait. First, when you trim that down, we do gotta get to Hard Rocker. He says, hey guys, I have a few observations after watching the game. A, it has become apparent to me that if our starting offensive line goes down, we are screwed. Kind of echoing the last few comments. B, McGovern had at least one bad snap when Hogan really had to make a good catch to start the play. C, Locke has the talent, but it it is a good thing he is not needed this year. Although I think if he cleans some stuff up by the end of camp, he could be the backup. D, Booker really hurt his already slim chances of making the team on the first play of the game. I think we covered all of that and agree with you on every point, actually. Exactly. All right, for Mile High Mike, I'm going to skip oof, yeah, the little, intro here and just one. go right to the points. One, Fort Collins water is on the level with Denver. Probably not. You can add Larimer <laughs> County to the list. Not going to. I didn't notice any difference in Weld County either, but I've never been to. But I've only been to Windsor or Greeley. I I I I agree with you, Mile High Mike. We can probably add Fort Collins to the list. Greeley. Can we do it off principle? I'm not moving. I've set it in stone. Denver and Boulder. I'm not willing to budge. He goes on. This topic is months old, but I was thinking about it recently. And I think the Broncos uniforms are solid and don't need another makeover for several years. Blue jersey with white pants is my favorite. All right. Uh, I disagree. I think they need to update them. They look very 90s to me. I'm always okay. I love what Oregon does. I'm always okay with the change up. There is just too much. But I'm okay with I'm okay with the change up. Uh unless you're what? The Packers, who else has a the Raiders. The Broncos don't have that iconic look. So I'm okay with change up more often than not. I love that uh the story from Sam Adams that we wrote about Pat Bowen. He broke the story that the Broncos were changing their uniforms and described the new blue as it's going to be similar to the Bears blue. Yeah. And Pat Bullen called him up and was like, among other things, we're not going to look like the <laughs> effing Bears. Which <laughs> is pretty great. And it doesn't look like it. No, it doesn't. No. It, theirs is actually a deeper blue. Theirs is very purpley. I'd call to it me. I would call it midnight blue. I'd call it purple. Call it midnight blue. I'm not willing to accept any other options. <laughs> oh my god, we've got to that point. Have we hit the two-hour mark yet? Probably. Where Ryan has just become 
<laughs> stubborn. Yeah, I'm stuck in my ways. <laughs> purple. Is it okay, the it's Rockies? Not, it's not actually purple, but it's 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 a blue purple. It's just so dark that it's fooling your eyes. It's a purplish blue. Although I have colors with problems sometimes. My girlfriend you tells have me colors with problems. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what color is your blanket? Yeah, it's Green. very co- okay. Okay, good. Okay. I thought so. All right. Um, This topic is months old, he goes on, but I was thinking about it recently. Oh, oops. Three for Mr. B. Four, thoughts on the game. I'm sure all the basics will be covered by the time you get here. If you start your sentence with that. (laughs) But I want to call out everyone that wanted Paxton to play badly more than they wanted the team to do well. I blame you. Karma came back for y'all, and we felt it. I'm not surprised by Paxton. I'm not surprised that Paxton was decent against our third-team defense. He's a third-string quarterback, isn't he? I'm honestly happy for him. That's probably going to be the high point of his season. Hey, we agree. Had to get a pot shot in there at the end, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, This is already getting long, so I'll wrap it up with these last thoughts. Not worried about the first-team offense. I think we'll be competitive. You know what I just realized? What? People wouldn't have been rooting so hard against Paxton Lynch if it wasn't for that comment. Like, no one was even talking about him until he said that. Right. So now I kind of understand. Right. He took the shot, so people want to take a shot back. Right, and it's like they didn't want to see him happy after he said that. If he wouldn't have said that, they probably would have been slightly happy for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I get it. All right, he said this is already getting long, so I'll wrap it up with these last three. So- <laughs> getting long. Not worried about the first-team offense. I think we'll be competitive. Not worried about Locke, but so glad he's got a year to grow. Hope Todd and Josie are healthy by week one. Need them big time. Finally, my question, how many more drives is Rip getting this preseason? Thanks for all the hard work and go Broncos. I would say zero. I was going to, until the fourth preseason oh, fourth game, preseason, yeah. or fifth, fifth whatever, whatever it is. Why would he get more when Joe Flacco is going to play more? I don't know. He would get less. Does Kevin Hogan get more than what he got? Or does Flacco's role expand, Hogan stays the same, and then Locke gets all the leftovers? Probably that. Although, if you're going to make Kevin Hogan your backup, like you got to let him play a little mm, more. Does that show your hand? Yeah, maybe a little bit. So maybe next week, maybe the third, uh, yeah, maybe it's next week. Vic says, Joe Flacco's going to play a decent amount. Kevin Hogan's going to play a little. Drew Locke's going to play a lot. I bet um, Flacco gets most of the first quarter. I say, I go all first quarter. Okay. It's always uh, hard. To, it's always hard to predict because, like, all of a sudden, Paxton Lynch goes on, like, a seven-minute drive and just drains the whole quarter. Right. What if Joe's the first quarter, Hogan's the second quarter, Drew's the second half? It's fine with me. Why would they not? That's so easy. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're also limiting Brett because they do want to stash him. They don't want him to do anything too impressive. No, I'm throwing game-winning touchdown passes. For Broncos Sixers, 12:30. Not sure if I'm misunderstanding Ryan here, but I disagree with the whole happy feet thing on Locke. The one and only Peyton effing Manning always kept his feet moving. It was like the pocket was made of hot lava. And we all know how that career played out. Yeah, you are misunderstanding a little bit. Happy feet is is moving around when you don't need to. Like actually going forward, back, left. Right, right. exactly. It's okay to, to keep your feet moving and, and kind of like you don't you shouldn't be standing flat footed. It's it's the bounce, which is good. Right. What you don't want to have is feeling feel, seeing ghosts, feeling pressures that isn't there and moving around for no reason. Yeah. And Bronco Sixers twelve thirty, it's it's a really good point. To, to bring up and clarify, because I did notice this week in practice, Drew doing the bounce. And I was like, oh, that's really good. I like that. The old Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Little like. You're just literally bouncing. Bunny hop. Thing. Yeah. 
Um, All the greats do it. From Juan Juan Pablo. The Bachelor. Huh? Juan Pablo. Why is it? It was Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo. was the Bachelor, but Juan Pablo. Okay. After last night's game, I really hope that the starters don't have to play a lot the rest of the preseason. If it comes down to the depth of this team, we are in such trouble. The OL depth is atrocious, like everyone's. Penalties almost every single rep or some kind of allowed pressure. The linebacker depth guys, to me, looked like they were carrying 100-pound bags on the backs of their legs, really hurting the lack of ath- really hurting the lack of athleticism for this group and that it was so much talked about during the draft. Anyway, hope this injury bug has done enough with this team and doesn't attack again. I know you and I both aren't about playing scared, but do you continue to put Drew Locke out there with your worst string offensive line i would have never done that in the first place so what do you do do you is that when you move on to brett Rippon? is when you have to play those guys did you say those guys aren't making the team they're not going to play at what point because even the second offensive line is not good so at what point do you pull your future out i don't know it's a catch-22 you have to play him you don't want to get him hurt i would just play him with the twos and be done with it i was gonna say is that when the switch needs to be made next week is it needs to be drew with the twos so that you're not as come on. Who's more valuable, Kevin Hogan or Drew Locke? Obviously, Drew Locke. And I wonder if Fangio giving him a little bit of credit is is him opening the path to elevate him. Right. Because at the end of practice or at the end of practices before this game, Drew was getting the most time with the twos. Yep. Brian from Los Angeles absolutely loved what I saw from Drew. He showed progression from last week, seemed more composed in the pocket, and to anyone saying Paxton had a better game, it's his third year in the league. It's actually his fourth. What we saw is Paxton at his peak. Drew's just getting started. P.S. Who has enough time for a seven-minute soak? Just eat your damn cereal. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Unless you're doing grape nuts, then you absolutely have to have a seven-minute soak. Next one coming in from Vilka Dan. Says, you got me. Got him. New subscriber, long-time listener. I'll unpack my backstory another time because you're going to have a three-hour pod on your hands after all the angst-filled comments you were about to receive. Suffice it to say, the only thing worse than watching the dreadful tackling on some of Seattle's second-half runs, death by yards, was watching our former first-rounder, who we finally kicked to the curb and couldn't even get a job last year, outplay our shiny new toy and do it while cashing his Broncos paychecks. I read Ryan's story this morning about his five takeaways from the game, which painted an orange-tinted glasses view of what happened. Could not disagree And I more. couldn't help think of last year's coverage of the preseason when Case could do no wrong and the warm breezes you were blowing gently wafting up my skirt turned into a bomb cyclone when the real game started. <laughs> this is quite a shot. I know it's just preseason, but I'm nervous. Please keep it 100 with your coverage. Don't sugarcoat it. I count on you as my ears and eyes in Denver as I am now retired and living in the little town in southern Ecuador. More on that next time. Here's hoping they figure it out over the next month. Thanks for the outstanding coverage. Doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Gotta go. Damn kids are on my lawn again. All right. Woo. I'm confused because I went back. I read this comment and I went back and read my story. And it is not an orange-tinted view of what happened. I realize you're personally mad about Paxton Lynch tearing up the Broncos' third-team defense, but that does not just outweigh everything else that happened in the game, which actually matters on the course of the Broncos. I'm sorry that I'm not affected by Paxton Lynch throwing to receivers who beat Lyndon Stevens. 
What we need right now, we need a reset. What's the record of this team right now? One and one. <laughs> What's your projected record of this team? For the Broncos? Yeah. Nine and seven. And I'm going to go along the one and one route. I'm going to go eight and eight. Is that a 14 and two team? Oh. No. Uh, I, I think the offensive line, although the first team offensive line is a million times 2,000 times better than the backups. I still have questions about them. Uh, the receivers, we still haven't seen Emmanuel on a game field, uh, although I'm not concerned about that. The tight ends, come on. Outside of Noah Fant, it's pretty scary what's going on with that group. Um, but I do think the defense is going to be good. And also, you have to keep in mind, this team, Ryan, I think this is an above-average team. I think they're a better-than-500 team but they have a terrible schedule. So that's what I think brings them to 500. Let me just – I just want to just make this very clear. Uh, my first observation that Joe Flacco is composed. Yes. You agree? Yeah. Uh, my second observation is that while Paxson was great, he was doing it against third-teamers, which isn't all that impressive. Being a vet, ex- yes. Do you agree? My third observation, it's literally titled Locks Roller Coaster. <laughs> The first line, we certainly got the full rookie quarterback experience on Thursday night. It's not just blowing smoke about no. how great Drew Locke was. I talked about the bad, and then I said the good. And, and, and the main point I made in there is that he improved from last week. 100%. Okay, you agree with that. So did Vic. First team defense was great. That's my next one. Yep. And my last one is that the flags were absolutely awful, and mm. then they have to get it cleaned up. Miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Did I miss any negative points that I needed to hit on? I was just going to say, what, what could have been some negatives? You, here's the thing. You could have talked about how awful the backup offensive line was. Is that a major take? That's at the end of the preseason, and it's something we talked about multiple times today. The Broncos can't afford an injury. They can afford one, and, and maybe even at that. They can afford one, then they're hosed. You, you could have included that, but that's not like, you know I'm not what? focusing on backups when I'm taking this big look at, at the team moving forward. Because if they, if any, like, like you said earlier, if any team is relying on all of their backups, well, they're hosed anyways. I guess the other one I could have included was special teams. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't, on, it wasn't top of mind when I was yeah. writing my story. Just to clarify, like, I'm never sugarcoating anything. I the the title is t- my takeaways. Those were my takeaways. I didn't like say like oh I got to scrap this special teams takeaway so this article isn't too too negative. I just I wasn't thinking about special teams. I guess here's a here's another negative, and I'm not saying that you missed this because it's a football game. There's a lot of takeaways, drops. It's it's incredible. It's like they're trying to drop the ball. They didn't stand out to me as much last night. Really? Who had drops? Uh, Fred Brown had a drop. Didn't mm-hmm. did Fant have a drop? I don't think so. Um, there there were at least three. I think Juwan had one. Juwan did have one. It's so um, weird. Tim Patrick not, had one. He does one, not drop the ball. I think. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. He has fantastic hands. It's so like what? A, there's a bug. There's what? A bug. Where? Going, <laughs> going around the team. I thought you said a bug, and I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> like, by me. <laughs> There is a spider hanging directly over your head right now. I'm done. I'm done. Did Uh, you hear about the tarantula um, um, migration that's going to come through Colorado? 
You're joking. Nope. You just might want to avoid southern Colorado for a few months. Does it help that I live on the third floor? Yeah, they're pretty agile. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> This isn't funny. There's legitimate fear in Zach's <laughs> eyes right having now. two cats helps. Thousands of tarantulas will be crossing over the Colorado border soon. Will they be leaving the Colorado border? They're migrating. I don't know where their final destination <laughs> oh is. Oh, my God. I didn't even, like, I had never thought of the fact that you could, like, see one of those in the wild in Colorado. No. Or even in the States. Do they travel in? Packs, yes. No way. It's like geese flying south, but they're going in a different way. Is this like a lifetime journey? I don't know. Uh, you're There's gonna have no to way do... they go from Canada to Mexico every year. No, no. I, yeah, I think it's like, I think I saw it happens like once every certain amount of years. This disgusts me. This is horrifying to think of. Yep. Guess you can't go to that in and out in Colorado no, Springs no, too far no. south. That's okay with me. No in and out for me. Next one coming in from T-Dubs. Anyways, just to oh. put a bow on that. We're trying to keep it 100 with our coverage always. And, uh, it, hey, at least, and, and Vilka Dan, I like that you're, you're trying to hold us accountable and, and tell us where you think we're, we're off because we appreciate that feedback. Um, but at least we're not telling you Joe Flacco is the case kingdom of last year. I think our coverage of this training camp has been completely like down the middle. Like, I don't think it's been, like we've we've been critical when needed to be, we've been true. Uh, pr- we've given praise when we needed to do that. We've been all over Connor McGovern. We have been uh, all over drops. Been all over the drops. We have um, given credit to Garrett Bowles for I think um, developing a little bit. Did we sugarcoat and spin Emmanuel and Cortland's fight? Certainly not. I didn't think so, and then I heard many different outlets sugarcoating it. And I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure we didn't say this was like a good thing for the team. No, no, we we said we were the opposite. I yeah. think we might have actually been too hard on them for that. Right, right. Especially when they came back the next day and like, it was obviously scripted. Right. But they at least didn't seem to be like mad at each other anymore. Right, yeah. Uh, next one coming in from T-Dub says, hey guys, loved both of your post-game articles and that. You get if you're a subscriber. So hit that code Broncos Camp. Well, thanks for, for building me up. I was really crushed after <laughs> the last comment. Well, get ready for this. He says, great stuff. My thanks. question is, since Vic seems to rarely hand out compliments, what should we make of his comments on Drew's play? Also, what do you think those compliments will do for Drew's confidence? Keep up the great work, guys. I think Vic calls it like it is. And last week, he deserved to be criticized. And this week, he deserved to be praised. Yeah, I think I think it also shows that there's about to be a change. And it's they're going to do it subtly, though. It's going to be very subtle. He is improving. And Vic said he looked like he improved. And that's true. Yep. Yep. He's, uh, he's better than it'll, not being a quarterback. I'm sure it'll be good uh, for Drew's confidence. Yeah. Yeah. He, not that his confidence is Right. Exactly. That, that's why I'm just like, yeah, it, it, it will be good for him. But that's a guy that doesn't need that boost. But it, it's good. Next one from Miller Time 58 says, The Broncos are back. And Paxton still looks good in preseason, LOL. Long time since I've commented, but that doesn't mean I've stopped listening. Good. You guys are the best around. Keep it up. Enjoyed some strawberry sky during the game. Damn good beer indeed. For everyone in Arizona, I found it at Total Wine. Can't wait for my BSN t-shirts. Keep it up. Yeah, we do know that they're at all Total. Well, not strawberry sky, but Breckenridge is carried in all Total Wines. Love it. 
Next one's from Dan Berkey. He says, I know we're not meant to be doing long comments. Yeah, well, no one's listening to that. <laughs> Please. This one actually isn't that long compared to a lot of other ones. From, he says, one, Malik Reed is a stud. Two, we'll have to see how he looks in the games, but I got a feeling that no neck or the neck might keep the fu- uh, fullback job from now on. I still think they're going to go get someone off the market. Three, retired for Mr. B. Four, let's add Winfrey to the playmaker list on the team. The guy is the definition of clutch. Scores every time he touches the ball. <laughs> I guess drops every other time he doesn't. Wow. Five, retired for Joe Flacco. Mm, wow. A little, little early for that. Wow. Six, heard a rumor that they might bring Brian Parker back. Any thoughts? He was above average blocker, so it's better than nothing. That's the juicy stuff. That would be highly underwhelming. Is he just on the street? Just park, parked <laughs> on the street. <laughs> See what you did there? He's parked on Parker. He's in Parker. On Parker Road, in the park. <laughs> uh, I, I have not heard that rumor. I wouldn't be surprised. Like that type of stuff happens. They just bring back an old person that they know. And oh, what about a little Austin trailer? Mm. No. One Austin, go Austin for an Austin. Clean trade. Wow. Yeah, you could. Yeah, probably Brian Parker would fit the mold a little better. More of a receiver. I don't know. You you just hope that you're not counting on him at any point in the season. God, you just hope everyone else can stay healthy. Honestly, the door is back open for Jake Butt, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Just get on the field. To me, an eight-game IR seems where it's at for him. Fair enough. And then he has that shot eight games in. I th- I think that makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> no need to rush him back now. I feel so bad for the he guy. He came out last week, such a positive attitude, which I would expect not, nothing but. Says there's no structural damage. Or I guess that was this week. Um, says it's just normal things that are coming up. Well, if things are coming up, then take your time. Yep. And, and that's the hardest thing for him to hear, I'm sure, knowing where he's at. He's a really smart dude. He knows the position he's in. But why would you not do that if you're the Broncos? The eight because you can put him on IR and then bring him back eight weeks after and either put him back on IR, cut him maybe, mm-hmm. uh, or he can be on your active roster. Why wouldn't you do that? And then Seems to make sense. If he's still not ready, put him on IR, or cut him. Should have should have put him on pup before training camp, but he didn't want to. And that's why the team I think should step in now and say, Jake, we're gonna IR you. You're fine. Don't try to rush this. All right, we've done it. Was it three hours? I'm going to check the time here. <laughs> we are coming up on exactly two hours. How much longer do we have to talk? We have to talk. Well, once we add the ads <laughs> in, we'll be over two hours. But if you want to talk for the next two minutes. Or what if I laughed for the next two minutes? Would that be bad for our rating? <laughs> Just put it on a loop. Speaking of, go give us a rating. Yes, please. Unless you hate Zach. Yeah, please. And want him to cry to his girlfriend tonight. Sunday morning. When I wake up at the wee hours of the morning, please don't let me be sad. In a cold sweat. <laughs> don't let it happen. I already got two hours of sleep one night this week. Don't let it be two. Hashtag get Zach some sleep. <laughs> you guys already came through with the subscriptions. So we get to eat now. You guys are so good at like uh, the motivation stuff. I don't know what to come up with to how to get people to keep subscribing. I need to come up with something else. <laughs> but anyway, subscribe using the promo code Broncos Camp. And just do it for me. Actually, do it for yourself. Because you know what? The only place you're going to get to know 
about the joint practices with the 49ers, which is like the most important part of training camp, is through us. We'll be there on hand every single day. Unfortunately, it'll just come through some orange-tinted glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for breaking the record. We deserve yes. a celebration yes. for that. That song that they play. Yeah, I, I got that. Uh, I just, yeah. That was the sub. We're we're so locked in on the next thing, you know. We're like a yep. team. We're just one to know. We're we are Bill Belichick. Yes. On on to the. And did you notice that the Broncos are one and one? You're one and one, and I'm one and one. There's oh. a lot of synergy there. That's good vibes, right? Yep. We're all trending trending in the right direction. All right, that's we're done. Well, did we, we get to two. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty close. <laughs> We got to make it to two. I mean, we should probably make it to two. Um, oh, what? Should I just count down? 15, <laughs> 14, 13, 13 12, now, uh, 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We need to get off this oh, before anything else weird happens. <laughs> Stay away from cryo chambers. We'll talk to you later. It's getting me down. South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. (laughs) 